Ojo Maga Oloma Ori Onomaga Backlog Mon Wono Breakdown <laughs> Oh so I like that. If you played the game that we're going to be talking about today, then that might make sense. But if you haven't, uh, I apologize, maybe, sort of, a little bit. Uh, That's a reference to to some of the cutscenes in the game, uh, in Ori and the Blind Force. But we anyways, apologize for nothing here on for the nothing. Backlog Breakdown. Never. We, no, no apologies, ever. You, you chose to download this and listen to it. And so it's your fault. <laughs> it's mine. your fault that we're assaulting your ear holes. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to describe that any further because I know in the past uh, <laughs> that's gotten me into trouble. By the way, I am your co-host, Josh. And with me, I have uh, Nate here hey for this first part of the episode. But later, we'll be joined with some friends to talk about Ori mm. in the Blind mm. Forest. It's a game that we went through as a group together. It was our book club game for this quarter or mm-hmm. last quarter i guess yeah last quarter um so we'll be discussing Ori in the blind forest the different uh the, i was gonna say for for switch but obviously as on a number of different consoles i played it on pc um and maybe we i don't know if we need to talk about that i don't know if it plays poorly on any other system doesn't uh, matter dude i played it on switch and it runs like okay. witch magic nice um, okay fantastic i had i uh, no, it's been a long time since I played the game in entirety because, okay. you know, just full disclosure, I kind of went back and screwed around and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of for the episode proper, what I really did was I just kind of went back and I watched some like recaps okay. <laughs> and level stuff. Um, but I had already beaten it and I thought about like doing like, like sort of rounding out and getting like the completion, but I haven't mm-hmm. actually pulled the trigger on that one yet. So I don't gotcha. know if I will either because, uh. We'll talk about it. I I will probably try to make it a point um, since there is going to be a, a little bit of a chunk of time separating us from the the the, the book club episode proper. But like some of the, some really difficult platforming in that mm. platforming sequences. Mm, um, interesting. Well, we can we can give our thought. I I feel like I have three things to say now, but I'm not going to go into any of them because we'll save that for save those that conversation. Um, it just makes me a little bit sad because the traversal in this is uh, oh, dude, something I think that's unique. So it's fantastic. To, yeah. No, it's, it's once it's you great. get it down. Once you get it down, but even a learning curve. Even after I sort of like really was used to it. Um, and that was the hardest part coming back and sort of relearning all of that. Um, because it is like, it is the primary mechanic and that Mm -hmm. this is something that I will bring up, but like, it's not super combat heavy. The, the combat, the, the, the real emphasis is just on traversal and it, yep. Like, and it's pretty in depth, but once you get it, it's like really good. Um, yeah, Yeah. well, yeah, never mind. Never mind. We won't talk about that. Mm, we'll okay. save it. We'll save it. We'll have those. Yes, yes. Th- those Metroidvania discussions uh, when we get to that part of the episode. But before we get to that, um, let's go ahead and roll into. You know, it's been. It's been. It's what, been like a fort, we, two fort weeks week? since I talked to you. <laughs> a fortnight. Um, since mm-hmm. the last time. No, we, uh, no. I I just sang it to you. I just sang yes. it. Yes, it's been, been two weeks since I talked to you. Yes, I sang it to you. I I serenaded because uh, I, I know you like my song. Yes, yes. I love songs about Chinese chickens. Uh, so how, 
<laughs> How have you been in the intervening uh, fortnight? Oh, dude. Uh, you should have saved me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a big bummer. I mean, it's not all bad. It's not all doom and gloom. So last episode, I told you Bounder wasn't feeling well. Uh, mm. That Wednesday, we had to put him down. And mm. uh, so it's been a week and a half. And now... Um, if anybody is sort of, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of the brochachos are sort of friends and following on, and we did get another kitten and she's adorable and we mm-hmm. named her Reba, um, which is, she is not ironically or unironically named after Reba McIntyre. Um, <laughs> and we didn't know this, but her name actually is, uh, the Hebrew word for like fourth born. Um, and mm-hmm. she is our fourth pet, um, as a married couple. So it's like hey. kind of really, but she was, her, Reba's litter was found the day that we had to put Bounder down and they, they were both tabbies. They're both tabbies. Okay. And so she, you know, tabbies all kind of look the same, but she reminded us all. Anyways, um, I, again, I think I posted something on, on social media about Bounder, um, but it was just, we, we were pretty heartbroken. Um, and yeah. he was, he was a cat. And in a way, he was, yes, he was just a cat, but he was also like, you know, and, and I don't want to sort of like over-spiritualize it, but what I will say, and, and again, I, I posted something on Facebook about it, but like, I think what's really interesting about pets, right, is that that's an animal, right? A, a, a fellow creature, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a fellow member of creation, now granted, not Imago Dei, um, you right. know, not, not possessing sort of that, but, uh, you know, that creature was, he, he was made fashioned by the God of the universe and he was put in my care for a time. And it was mm-hmm. a privilege and, and at times a delight and at times a, a terror, uh, to know that cat. <laughs> and we, we miss him. Uh, we, yeah. we really do. Um, and part of the reason we, we even got Reba is because we noticed that Yuki, um, the younger of our two Huskies was kind of like, mm-hmm. they spend a lot of time that like her and Bounder were inside together a lot. And so we, especially as Nala's sort of condition continues to progress and worsen, uh, we really, we were like, we need to get a companion. And Reba yeah. so far has been, she's not, she's not feeling well. She, uh, she, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, she had an abscess and everything else. It's, yeah. We got this cute kitten. We're like, we were really like having fun with her for like three days. And then all of a sudden, like she gets sick and we're like, (laughs) you know, it's like, um, so, uh, but she seems to be doing well. Like, and, and she's, I mean, she's a little under the weather, but I think she's going to get better. But then I had a sewer line crack in my house and ruin a bunch of stuff. Uh, So it's just been like one of those, like last week I was just like, there was, I was talking to my dad at one point in time and I just said, dad, I I like my home. I'm really glad I live in my home and I have it. I also want to burn it to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Turn into a Stephen King novel and just burn it all down. Yeah. But I mean, and and like I said, it's just been, it's like one of those things where it was a hard couple of weeks. There was a lot of like loss and sort of like high stress moments. And, and it's not to diminish, like, you know, there's still good things. Um, You know, it's like, I remember just, and again, not to sort of, 
try to over spiritualize it right but mm-hmm. like just i remember at one time like i am like monday morning when when bonner was sick i was praying like god just like make my cat be okay like i love this cat i don't mm-hmm. want him to die he's not doing well let the medication work and wednesday when we had i and again, I'm not trying to be like too weird or dramatic, but I, I, I straight up ugly cried. Like, I mean, like mm-hmm. I just, when I finally got home, I just like fell apart and cause he, he was my buddy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even in spite of all like the, the hardship and the struggle and the strife and, and like, you know, I, I, fe- I do feel like this has been a week where I'm like, you know, I have been able to at, at different points in time say like, thank you, father. Thank you for all the kindness mm-hmm. you have shown me. Not just with the the tremendous generosity that it was you know Jesus coming living and dying and mm-hmm. you know saving me and redeeming me but also and and all of the elect but also just like the kindness that you've you've shown me in sort of allowing me to be born in America you know and I'm not like oh America is the best you know but I'm saying like a, in a country where for the most part I have a lot of freedoms a lot of privileges and just thank you, uh, you, you know, just for the kindnesses and the, the, the yeah. you know, th- the, the fact that I have a house to get all worked up about with its crappy pipes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah Anyways, sure. dude. Yeah, no, that, that's cool. And I think, too, like, OK, you're, you're talking about the, the relationship that you had with this cat. Um, and, and I agree. Yes, I think our culture right now, especially kind of um, – puts animals on a pedestal a bit too much. Oh, it's, so it's, it's weird. Some that. people are just, some people are weird. Yes. Like these are not that. babies. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. And there's, there's that. Okay. There's, there's that over, you know, the over emphasis, but I think also, and, and it's not, you know, I don't want to go outside of scripture here, but we do see like at creation, um, before Eve was created, like Adam does go to the animals to look for a companionship. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that points towards something like we can have a relationship, obviously not like a human because he finds Eve and he's like, wow, okay, this is it. This is what I was looking for. But it does, I think that points to a connection that you can have, you know, a, a, some kind of a relationship, you know, whether or not you want to say dogs are man's best friend, you know, whatever, that's the colloquialism. But I'm just, yeah. yes, you can have emotional ties. Like, I, I don't think that's something that, that that we need to be ashamed of, um, and I think you 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 said it well too. Is just like even the fact that he was under your care, um, you know, and yeah, yeah, you cared for the little guy too. He was your buddy, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, uh, especially if you haven't experienced that. It's it's hard to it's hard to understand, um, but it can it can it can blindside you, man. Oh yeah. Know, well, Nala's Nala's been a trial. <laughs> I was yeah. telling you about today. Yeah. Um and they're like it's sort of like we we don't know how much time we have left with her. Um her mm-hmm. condition is worsening and it's like one of those things where she's just like restless all the time. And like yeah. sometimes I was just like like sometimes I'm just like ready to like scream at her. Yes. <laughs> and just like wow. <laughs> but you know, but like I'll tell you what when she goes, I'm got I'm I, I've already, I was talking to a coworker and I said, I'm taking a couple of days. Like, and yeah. if anybody gives me grief, I'll just punch them in the throat. Like, <laughs> just like, just like, it's not even going to be, they'll be like, Hey, what? <laughs> like, and I'll be like, I'm really sorry, but you should have just kept your mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> like my dog just died and I'm really not having it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. Yeah. So, but how's yeah. you? I mean, how has your last two weeks been, man? I mean, I th- th- yeah, they've been pretty good actually. So I feel kind of awkward going into no, it. No, dude, um, don't. I mean, like, yeah. like, listen. I told you, like, at the end of it, yeah. like, has it been hard? Yeah. Um, but like, I'm gonna sit here and say, praise God, praise God for mm-hmm. His sustenance and praise God for His generosity towards me. Like, yeah. He's good. Amen. Even when it doesn't feel like it, he's good. Right. Yes. Yes, totally. Um, you know, I'm I'm getting used to to life post school, which is Holla. really nice. <laughs> it's like I can knock stuff off my to-do list at, at uh, you know, on on the weekends and stuff like that where I don't um yeah, I just don't have that kind of over my head kind of a thing. So, so that's been really nice. Um, we did also go to a concert slightly out of town, um, with some really good friends with my best friend and his wife and, and me and my wife, we went and saw my favorite band. Coheed and Cambria, uh, bro. Coheed and Cambria. Yes. And it was awesome. It's like the fourth or fifth time that I've seen him, but, um, it's been a while. Uh, and obviously they hadn't toured in a while because of uh, COVID and stuff like that. Um, so it was really cool seeing them. They just put out a new album that was really good. So it, it was it was awesome all around. Uh, good friends, good band. Good yeah, times. good times. Yeah. Um, so th- I mean, that's that that was pretty much the highlight of my last two weeks. Um, we did talk about you know the the challenge from the last episode that I had mm-hmm. agreed to was to, to was to read more, and it's been it's been hit or miss. Like it's been more reading than it has in the past, but it hasn't been every day like I wanted it to. Um, so, so you know, a little bit of progress, but not quite. Um, not as much not as quite you installed a habit, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I have been reading uh, one that I think my wife had gotten it for me, uh, but I've been reading it on Kindle, uh, and it was like super popular. You know, like a year ago at this point or whenever it was released. Uh, Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and so in, in the chapters are really short, which I appreciate because I can just kind of knock one out in, you know, 10, 15 minutes, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's been pretty good. Um, you know, there there's some critiques as well, but whatever. I think what he's getting at is really good. Um, and I'm actually surprised at how he addresses some of the critiques of like, because obviously... Yes. Um, the, the, the gentle and lowly is talking about the heart of Christ towards sinners who come to him for salvation, mm-hmm. right? You will find him to be a savior who is gentle and lowly. Um, it is not well, saying that his, pri- The primary always- passage that he mm-hmm. sort of references is that, come to me all you who uh, labor and are weary, for you will find my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yes, Exactly. Um, yeah, I am. In, I, I think he said, and then he goes on to say, I am gentle and lowly mm-hmm. in heart. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, what it is. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, yeah. Kind of expounding upon that and looking at it from different angles and stuff like that from, from other scriptures as well. So it's not saying that God is always gentle and lowly in everything that he does. Although, you know, there's that old, like, obviously there's a part of that. There, there aren't different parts of God. So yes, you can get really theologically deep with it. But what I'm saying is that when Christ returns, like he's not going to come as a gentle and lowly. Uh, no, the line of Judah, when come, he comes back. Yeah. Comes in judgment, you know? So, judgment. so there is, you know, that critique of not, whatever, but for what this not, book is. not And just like, mm-hmm. I, I know, but like, 
but like yeah i i've always like loved that the 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 pairing and the contradiction of the lion and the lamb but like he's coming back mm-hmm. he's it's not going to be like I, what, I think what i love most about and uh is that sometimes we think there's going to be like these like the the kings of the earth are going to like put up a fight and like the the heavenly armies are going to like do battle it's like no the king comes foot down <laughs> done yeah like yeah. and it's like that is mm-hmm. awesome. Do, yeah. Do you remember what what Jesus said when he said that he could command a legion of angels? And also, do you remember when that one angel took out like thousands of uh, Assyrians overnight? <laughs> well, and just like how about there's, how about there's no chance. <laughs> how about this one? How about this one? The God of the universe who spoke and willed all of creation into being. Like yeah. he he yeah. speaks and stuff pops up stuff appears mm-hmm. for the first time ever creation yeah. happens he's like hey uh let there be light and all of a sudden light e- exists he's like yeah. you know let there be firmament let there be you know uh, he, he says let there be plants animals like he speaks all of creation into mm-hmm. being w- with his words he's going to come back and say you're done I don't actually, I don't know if he's going to say you're done. So I don't want to, <laughs> nobody accuse, but like, it's just going to be like, that's it. Like yeah. his voice it, like carries authority. And mm-hmm. so like, he's going to, it's not going to be a fight. It's not like the, the right. hosts of heaven are not going to have to lift a finger because <laughs> the God of the universe will speak. He's going to come back and say, I win. And <laughs> creation's going to be like, yeah, you do. Yeah. Yep, the the nations set themselves against God, and he who sits in the heavens laughs. <laughs> Let the nations it's not, rage. It's not a contest. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, been reading that, and it's and it's been good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that does kind of. I mean, I've kind of already veered into it with what I've well, been reading, but. I have a yeah. You know, I do have a little bit of a challenge. Um, okay. Like to, yes. Like because challenge update. So yeah, my challenge update just and then 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 we will hop into the the almost you almost mentioned it. We'll save mm-hmm. it. We'll save it. Um, <laughs> right there. But we're right on the tip of it. Uh, so I did just to sort of as a bit of I have been journaling more consistently. Awesome. Um, especially <laughs> like the week that um, just the last yeah. Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, um, and there's there's a term actually. I don't know. It basically it's thinking with your hands. It's like I I okay. buy look term notebooks. Um, okay, and one of the things they say it's like they say something about it's like writing is just thinking with your hands. It's like or mm-hmm. thinking on paper. Um, but so I've been more doing more journaling. But I also. I was trying to like do stuff after work and it was just like, yeah, like I, I think last, like today I managed to get a lot of stuff sort of accomplished around the house. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I think like the emotional sort of like mm-hmm. uh, turmoil of the last couple of weeks is just kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah. I have not been nearly as sort of like physically productive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, makes sense, dude. I think I think that it, it's probably just going to carry over and sort of be my, I'm probably going to come back to that. But, um, gotcha. and, you know, and it's, and I guess sort of like the, the, the little bit of like this sort of like into the next one is like, the, I guess the way that it worked is like, it wasn't that I was really like 
playing a ton of games or even watching a ton of TV or doing anything. I was just like, kind of like stressing <laughs> and mm -hmm. grieving and yeah. kind of like just trying to figure stuff out. Um, mm -hmm. But since we, we, you, you almost like your transition would have been much better, but <laughs> um, I think, I think that does lead us right into a, a bit of a backlog report. Oh, oh yeah, I do. I do have my report. Let me get this mm. Welcome to the backlog report. Well, the backlog report. Where we report on our backlogs and the things that we <laughs> Breaking news. Mm, no, I like it's that. Not breaking my, actually because my <laughs> was not really. It was. It was lacked energy and vim and vigor. <laughs> we, well, we did break things. We broke our backlogs. Mm -hmm. Hey, I like that. And now it's time to break them down. Uh, mm -hmm. So some of the stuff, I, I've actually finished a number of games, which is kind of funny. Um, it's because I was at the end of a few of them, and then some of them have just been smaller. So obviously finished Ori in order to have this discussion. Uh, you know, I'd started that one like months and months ago, but I had barely gotten far into it. I think it was like one play session, so maybe an hour not even that half an hour maybe um uh, so anyways finished up ori more thoughts on that to come um i enjoyed it i'll say that um after it's a very, it's ori, a very good one it is uh yeah yeah in in in, in some surprising ways i knew it was going to be beautiful and it was mm -hmm. um the music too went really well with it it's really good um but uh it, yeah just in different it was it was okay here's the thing okay some metroidvanias and i'll probably talk about this later whatever I'll just go into it. Some Metroidvanias um, can feel kind of samey because you get the same power-ups. Oh, here's the double jump. Here's the stronger version of your normal shot or whatever. You know, here's mm -hmm. your run, dash, whatever. Um, Ori managed to have like half of the power-ups be pretty dang unique and not unique in the sense like, oh, you're only going to use this once. Um, unique and like, oh no, this actually like changes the game in a very interesting way so it felt different it does have double like dash that. or double jumps and dashes mm -hmm. and stuff like that but yeah so yeah anyways we'll talk about that more yes uh the other game that i finished up was astral chain mm. so uh yeah i've talked about it before in, in how i like it the more that i play it because the more it's it's uh i feel like it's kind of that classic platinum like the good platinum um, but they have a tendency to like teach you continuously, so you don't get your full, full arsenal of stuff in the game to like eighty percent through the game. Mm. And the game is made to be replayed if you want to, you know, because it ranks you. So you know, then you you take all this like so when you finally sort of at that point where you've sort of learned all that the game has to offer, you go back to the beginning and you can sort of say like, now I have a full toolkit and I can go absolutely hog wild on you exactly yep. exactly um in, I, kinda, so, I appreciate that design sometimes i i agree i agree it, it it's very it's very platinum it, but again it, it's funny because we've talked about platinum and how they've, they've been kind of rocky lately and this is like a good distillation of it because i think it's a great mixture of the mechanics of bayonetta with a game it, it honestly kind of reminds me a little bit of uh the wonderful 101 in the way that you kind of move kind of like this almost second character 
Um, in, in, in that it was the, and I like the aesthetic of wonderful one Oh one. I like that superhero thing, but I, I also like what they're doing with astral chain, even if it did feel a little familiar with kind of like the, um, retro or not retro, the, the, not even cyberpunk sort of cyberpunk e not really kind of dystopian future sort of it, uh, near feeling um but it's like uh, you know i uh, so blade i would runner? blade no but it's like neon blade runner um mm-hmm. like super neon blade runner turbo edition anime 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 with like just a hint of like Shin Megami Tensei in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, I talked about how the soundtrack too kind of reminds me of a Shin Megami Tensei soundtrack uh, with what they do. Although they have vocals, which is a little weird. Um, but anyways, really good game. Um, th- again, it gets better as you, as you play Is this story like. The story I would say is, is it not. Parse, or is it kind of just like, Okay. I, I did feel that there were some holes and I needed a little bit of of kind of a refresher by the end. Like to, just to clear up some of the stuff. It wasn't uh it was yeah, it just didn't feel super clear as it was going through. And it's a somewhat simple story. Like there are some twists and turns, like a couple reveals, but they're nothing that's like well, obviously not near automata level twists, but um it, it is pretty simple. So I I would not say it is a great story, but I would say it's a good story. You're along for the ride. It's 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 it fits the aesthetic really well in that like, hey, it's an anime game. It's an anime futuristic game. So you kind of hit some of those tropes. Oh, you know the other thing that it reminds me of is a Ghost in the Shell. You know, that oh kind yeah of yeah, aesthetic. I can see that. You know? I can see so, that. Something like that where um, except it's more what you see is what you get. It's it's not. It's not super subtle in some of the stuff that it does, but it does vary the gameplay a little bit because you are this cop. <laughs> um, and, and so you do like, you, you do these little investigations, which are fun. It's a little like change of pace. So um, yeah, I, I really enjoy the game. It's good. Um, and uh, it gets stinking hard at the end. Uh, mm. I did bump it up. It, it puts you on casual just to start out the game. And so for the first like half of the game, maybe third of the game, I was playing on casual and I was like, oh, this is too easy. Let me go on normal. And then it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm dying a lot more <laughs> now that I'm on normal. And then the last boss um, was just like, oh my goodness, how many times am I going to have to do this? Um, get good, scrub. So Get good, Yeah, scrub. Astro Chain. It's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, after that, I do have a couple games that I need to work on for uh, patron requests and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but for various reasons, uh, it's, it's just hard to do that on the elliptical. So I want to play another Switch game. And so I wanted to play something just that I could, you know, just, just, I don't know, just something that I could shoot through pretty quickly, something that was pick up and play, put it that way. So I went back to the Kunio Kun Double Dragon Brawler thing. Um, you know, I started Renegade. No, not, not going to play that game. Not we did, it. yeah, we did River City Ransom. I did the Dodgeball, uh, Super Dodgeball as well. So the next one up was, um, okay, I need to read the title here. It was Niketsu High School Dodgeball Club Soccer Story. So uh, in this game, it's a soccer game, and uh, they, they recruit the Dodgeball Club from Super Dodgeball to play soccer because the whole soccer team got uh, food poisoning. And so you go through, it's an NES game, 
And it's an NES soccer game where you beat the snot out of people when you get near them. Um, Do you get like so cool power ups for like kicking and stuff? Because like they're in Super Dodgeball, you could like there were like crazy super spikes and stuff that you could. Yes, uh, there are a couple of those depending on the character that you are that do different things. Um, but it's it's more simple, I would say, mm. even than Super Dodgeball. Uh, and it is NES hard in that you get towards the last levels and the, the other team is just better that better than you at everything. <laughs> so like their stats are higher <laughs> and it's stupid. Um, and so I used save states, but I, that is always my least favorite sort of like mechanic where it's like Mm -hmm. the difficulty is like, no, they're just like, they're just OP. They're just OP. Yeah. And there's, yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah. So through, through most of the game, I tried not to use save states, but then for the last few games, I'm just like, this is, this is dumb. It's dumb. Um, so I would not recommend the game. Um, I had a decent time. I enjoyed my time with it, but it was frustrating for that. It's, it's, it's a fun little historical piece, but I would not recommend it as like a good soccer game. Um, so, so that, but that was three games down off my backlog. Um, so I did tally up my backlog score that actually puts me at negative 12 for the year so far. I was surprised. Uh, to see how many games were on my Dude, list. Dude, you're killing it. I I didn't think, uh, yeah, didn't think it was quite that high, um, but I did get two points for Dragon Quest Eleven, um, and then of course I used my replay for Final Fantasy Nine. Uh, so I've I, I had fourteen, negative fourteen, but then I've picked up Scott Pilgrim this year, and then I picked up Nino Kuni too. Um, so that that's making me feel like I need to like find some like quick burns and just like chew through them. You know, it's like it's, I feel like I need to get back in the game a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> that Kunio Kun collection, man. Uh, you've got some short games um, because I did start another one, uh, which is really good, actually. It's uh, it's uh, okay. Here's the title: Downtown Special Kunio Kun's Historical Period Drama. This came to America first in this collection, so it had never seen uh, Western shores until now. Um, but it's basically River City Ransom set in Japan, um, in like old time Japan. Like feudal Japan. Yes. Yes. So you're like warring instead of like gangs, they're, they're like warring, um, tribes, you know, but it effectively plays the same way because you have the dudes coming on screen and you just beat the snot out of them and you use power ups and stuff. No, no one has said barf, but people call you a nincompoop. Um, when they first come on they're like, Hey, you want to fight? That's like, that's kind of like, that's. Eh, I mean, that's 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 pretty good, but that's that's no barf, no barf. <laughs> it's true. When you go from one region to another region, there's a little like, um, uh, I don't know what you call them, but someone in traditional Japanese garb, and it just says, uh, "You're in this new area, whatever," and then he just says, "Yo." And it took me a second and then I got it. And I was like, oh, he's like, yo, you know, like the traditional kind of Japanese yeah, sound the, that they make. Yeah, yo! I know. Yeah. The, yeah. The, usually like when you hear it in like on on anime, um, it's like there's a little bit of reverb kind of that goes with it. And maybe some of the uh-huh. little like drum, like the. Yes. 
Yeah, like yeah. a taiko drum or a gong yeah. or something like yeah. that. Exactly. Exactly. So I was I, like, oh, I know this the sound. Is awesome. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> it sound. took me a second, but yeah. So I'm really enjoying that. It really is. It's it's a lot just like River City Ransom, but it's a cool little coat of paint that's thrown hmm. on top of it. Um, so almost done with that. Um, but yeah, so you know, if you want some quick points, you know what? You can I I, I think that I own the the Kunia Kun collection and. Uh, that actually sounds like a lot of fun. So. Yeah, it's it's a good time. It's a good time. Um, in terms of what I've been watching, uh, I did finish up the Return of Ultraman, which was the third season of Ultraman, unless you count the precursor to Ultraman. But so I've gone through original Ultraman sixty six, uh, Ultra Seven, and then now Return of Ultraman, which was done in seventy two, I think seventy one, seventy two, something like that. Um, so finish that up. That was a lot of fun. And then, and then my wife and I have just been watching a lot of Christopher Guest movies. So mm. Spinal Tap and Best in Show. And mm. we watched Waiting for Guffman last night. And uh, it's it's really funny, especially as an adult. And you can appreciate like the acting and how straight they play some of these really dumb characters is really funny. Um, and then, you know, like I said, reading Gentle and Lowly. Um, I, I did start another book that I've been listening to. And at first I was kind of like, okay, this could be very hit or miss. It's by a a political commentator, Matt Walsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wrote this book a few years ago called Church of Cowards. Um, and he's basically talking about like d- just the Christian church in America. Um, and the whole thrust of the book is like, be the church. Like th- stop, stop compromising basically. And I'm, I'm probably like three quarters in at this point. And I'm really impressed. Um, one, Matt Walsh is a Catholic, and that doesn't come out at all in this book so far, um, which I'm really surprised. Also, he's a political commentator, so I figured he would be talking more about political points. And he's it, it's actually like mostly theology. Like I can't think of any political points that he's brought up specifically mm. in the book, which I'm really surprised by. So it's actually surprisingly solid um, through everything. And he's got his – like the theological points that he makes are actually really good. Um, so I, I would recommend it at this point. I'm not done with it. So I don't know, uh, you know, there could be more stuff in there. Yeah. You know, the last chapter could be about praying to Mary. And then I'm like, oh shoot. Well, you know, (laughs) all of it's good except for that part. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Don't be ashamed when you pray to Mary. Oh, dang it. No. Um, but so far I'm, I'm actually very impressed by it. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's all I have to report on. Sorry. Three pages of notes here took and that's, way too long. Uh, weak sauce, bro. Weak sauce. <laughs> um, well, what since I, I'll sort of like, just, uh, start with books. Uh, I'm actually almost done with chapter two of the little golden book. So we are okay. making progress. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, like, and that's the thing is like Calvin's his, his, it's just so, so dense. It's so yes. dense. It's like I could probably just read a paragraph and be like chew on it. Yeah, haven't more than enough. Um, but it's like I am trying to like just in in some way just get done with this. Like to just yeah, I just want to actually just read the book and be done with it. <laughs> so there's like sometimes yeah. I'm just like power through, read like three more paragraphs, man. Oh. Come on, do just do it. Um I'm, and I'm listening, and I am, I know much to the chagrin of, of a few people, I am still listening to Moby Dick. And I don't know, <laughs> it's fine. I like, I don't, 
I, it's, it's just, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's one of those, like, I'm kind of like, I wonder if reading it would actually change how I feel about it. I don't know, but okay. the, the narrator, I wasn't sold on him before, but he's kind of like growing on me and like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, I don't hate it. You know, it's, it's like, a, yeah, but I, it's like one of those things it's included with my audible subscription. So I only have like okay. two, two more days to finish it. And it's like, oh. I still have like 14 hours and I'm like, Ooh, yeah, Ooh, I, I guess <laughs> I get close. Got to double down here. Um, but, uh, as far as other media, not really watching a ton, like I said, just this last couple of weeks, didn't really watch a ton of stuff. Uh, did, sort of pick back up with uh comey can't communicate it's a uh, an anime okay. that's on netflix it's really kind of cute um it's sort of a deutero protagonist kind of thing there's like two primary protagonists it's tadano and comey uh tadano is sort of like they get like the whole the premise is they there's all these kids that go to this school and they're all special in some different ways. And Tadano is like, he's almost like, he's just such a student of human uh, behaviors that he just sort of, it almost seems like he knows how to read minds, but like, he just like, he's just like, he's just such a keen observer of people that like, but he's also kind of weird and awkward, but he's also a really friendly kid. Um, And Comey, uh, this girl Comey is she's almost seen like she's, she's quiet and she's like very regal looking and austere. Like she's, you know, in, in, in the anime, she's dropped dead gorgeous and everybody's just like, she's like, she's got a very intimidating presence. But like what a lot of people don't understand is that it, her silence is really just, she has such an immense amount of social anxiety that she's like too, like she doesn't, she can't speak in public. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up, she ends up just writing to everyone. Um, and it's it's sort of about the friendship that initially starts with her, uh, Comey and Tadano, and then how he starts like basically sort of helping her broaden her social circles. And it's really cute. It's really really cute. Um, there's there's a character, um, and it, it's of course it's you know Japan. So the Japan why Japan got into Japan? I mean, you and I were sort of like we were talking about like the the weird in in the. Uh, the the league chat in the fa- fantasy critic league chat. Yes, um, there there was a a certain anime trope kind of thing that was brought up. The weird, um, there's some weird brother sister dynamic stuff that shows up in games where I'm just like, oh, this feels a little creepy. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe a lot More of creepy. Little, yes, but um, <laughs> anyways, like yeah, there's like there's some weird sexual ethos stuff going on with Japan, um, but. There's a character that it's like a childhood. It's like th- this sort of character's like special quirk is like they're a childhood friend with just like everybody, like has an immense sort of friend group and just knows everybody. And it's like super outgoing, super friendly. And it's, uh, I want to say, uh, Najimi, um, or Najimi or what, you know, but it's, uh, okay. Anyways, the thing is like, you're not really sure if this character is a boy or a girl. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. And because where's the skirt? But apparently when Tadano went to middle school with him, he thought Najimi was a boy. And the the voice acting is sort of played in such a capacity where it could be either or. So it's like mm-hmm. it's like and everybody's like yeah, it's weird. 
Um, <laughs> is is it? I mean, it, it it's a fun character and and stuff, and like there's just like it it's just like yeah, there's some like go, go in knowing there's and, and there's there's a girl who has like a really unhealthy obsession with there's several girls who have really unhealthy obsessions with Comey, um, and are kind of like okay. a little. And again, it's not super overt or anything, but it's like there's some like weird sexual stuff there where it's like the one girl wants to, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it's really cute, it's Don't really really cute, but um, there's just go in knowing that it's also like it's Japan's gonna Japan, and yeah. so like there's some kind of like stuff where you're going like. But if if you really just go in and the primary dynamic is Tadano and Comey, um, it's super adorable. It's and like he's just a, he's such a nice like protagonist guy. Um, <laughs> such a nice boy. He's a, yeah, I almost said it, but he is such a nice <laughs> boy. Where he's like like in in the season in this in the new season, there's a guy who looks like he just looks like a total brute and a total thug, and he's just like this really shy dorky kid that can't make any friends but he he sounds terrifying and he looks terrifying and tadano is just like he's like super patient with him and like just like you know like he he knows like there's a part of him he's just like he's like i'll, I'll be your friend like you need a friend even though you're super awkward it, it's dude so sweet it's just man i like it, it makes it makes me happy cool um, yeah I, I didn't think I was actually going to talk that much about Comey can't communicate, but it's <laughs> didn't think you'd communicate. I didn't think much. I'd communicate all that. Show. Like, uh, but yeah, I, I, I do sort of advocate for that show. I, I kind of like, uh, Megan and I have watched a few episodes of the Orville together. Uh, she mm-hmm. has actually just started going back through the, uh, Brooklyn nine, nine, <laughs> like, okay. Start over. And those first, those first couple seasons are hoot dude. Um, Mm -hmm. they're so good. Like we're kind of like, she was watching them and I'd sit down and watch a couple with her. Um, as far as games go, like I said, I didn't play a ton, uh, over the last Mm -hmm. couple of weeks just cause with everything sort of going on, it just, I I just didn't like, uh, I've, I've got some stuff sort of like cooking. Uh, I was kind of, I've been using the, uh, the streaming option with the, the PS plus kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And so I've been, I started streaming Eco a little bit. Um, okay. Cause I played that game. Yeah. You know, I've started that game several times, but it's one that I've just never finished. Um, gotcha. That's for, surprising to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, it's, it's kind of hard for me to admit that because it's, frankly, it's a pretty glaring omission for someone who stands for the shadow, you know, for Shadow of the Colossus the way that I do. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, have you played any other games by them? No. <laughs> Like I mean, I played them. Just have you beaten any? No, I haven't. Um, so actually, that's something that I want to rectify this year. So I'm I'm playing through Eco, and Gross. the thing is, I own Eco the the Shadow Colossus Eco Collection on PS3. So when I do okay. beat that, I am going to score it out um, because I own the game, and this is just a way for me to uh, gotcha access yeah, yeah. a game that I already own. Um, I think so it's uh, not a remake or anything like that. No, well, it's the same. Ver- it's the PS3 yeah, version I, I, that I'm okay. Like so that I'm playing. Like, yeah, I don't know that it would matter anyway. Yeah, well, actually, it depends on the on GG if it has a different entry. Oh, but it would yeah. not have a different entry for a PlayStation uh, 
now game. So yeah, I I just but so it's just like, um, but that so that's sort of been cooking. Um, yeah, cool. I did beat into the breach, which was yes, that was super cool. Um, and and at some point in time here in the you know eventually because I I have some back I already did some uh, bite size stuff that that's sort of sitting on the back burner ready to go live. Mm-hmm. But at some point in time, I am going to sit down and do a, a bite-sized review um, sort of conversation on Solar Ash and Into the Breach. I'm just going to mm. sort of pair those, like throw them, because I, I want to talk a little bit more about both of them. Uh, I I have been playing a little bit of Mother 3. I've been... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a game that... I had a file that had about five hours into it, but I don't... Okay. Re- and I was like... I don't remember any of this, so I just mm. uh, kind of like I just start over again, and uh, I kind of know what happens in those first two or three hours. But it's been a long time, and I'm like, oh, I'll just play it again. Um, did did you did you start this after like with everything that's been going on this past week? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I know it's oh, coming. Wow. I I'm gonna get <laughs> I'm gonna get gutted, um, but it needs it's I have. <laughs> You've got to play it. So yeah. Um I, I'm just I, I know that I'm gonna get gutted. Um so uh that's kind of been let me just check my my check my notes here. Um like I said, just kind of oh, one thing that is sort of something new, and this will probably be something that I don't actually um score out because it's part of my PS plus subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I have the premium tier, which gives me access to all of the extra stuff. Um, and in the extra tier, Stray just released, and that's included in the oh, extra, okay. um, the PS Plus extra. I hate, I just hate the the sort of the, <laughs> I don't know what I would have done differently, but something, I would have done something different. Um, <laughs> no, you know what I would have done? I would have been like, the, like, the base level is PS Plus. Second level is PS plus plus, and third level is PS plus 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 plus. That's what I would have done. PS three PS PS three plus. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's that's not. That was a lot funnier in my head. Um, but uh, Stray came out, and that's sort of like getting mm-hmm. a lot of hype and a lot of buzz. And I'm playing around with it. I'm I'm not going to be able to score it. Um, because mm-hmm. it is part of that subscription service model. And since that kind of replaces like the PS now mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, I, we're actually probably going to have to talk about that a little bit in, Whoa. well, just the, the, the beatdown channel, just because yeah. with the, the revamping of that, we probably have mm-hmm. to say like, okay, this stuff is eligible as a backlog game. The, these two tiers, and I guess what I would advocate for is that the essential is just, it's basically the same old PS Plus. You get like the two or three games, but you're really paying for the internet access and the cloud storage. If you move beyond that extra and into premium, that's not essential. And it's like you, you would treat those like you would a Game Pass game. So actually for a completion, you could get like if I platinum Stray, I could get mm-hmm. a negative one. I don't know if I'm going to do that though. I just kind of want to play it and it's a charming game. It's also, it's about a cat, which kind of makes me sad. Um, 
I'm just like, I'm like between Stray and Mother 3, I'm setting myself up for like, <laughs> I'm just going to like, like at some, when oh I'm done gosh. with both of those, it's just going to be like, you're going to be like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just going to start weeping into the microphone, yeah. just like sobbing um, like a small child. Um, but then I did, I did also pick up some stuff. Um, like I said, I, I had been okay. into the breach, which that game is really cool. Just went sort of like, um, and like I said, I will be doing a bite size on that, but I also picked up some stuff. Uh, so as a sort of, as a podcast game, uh, the mm-hmm. Stanley Parable was on sale. The Ultra Deluxe version mm-hmm. for PS5 was on sale, or was mm-hmm. PS4 and PS5, but it was on sale. And I was like, I shot you a text, and I was like, dude, should we play this? It's on our list. I've never played it. Um, this might be a good one to do. And you were like, yeah, do it. So do it. We we ta- I tapped into some podcast funds and picked up a copy of that. So that's not eligible. I can't score that out, but I also don't take any points against my sort of backlog. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I did pick up something personally, uh, and I had mentioned this before, but God Eater 3, which is sort of a Monster Hunter clone, um, Yep, it, it was on sale for $9. And I was like, I'll buy that for $9. So, because <laughs> it's normally like 60 bucks. So yeah. I was like, I, I picked that up for $9. But nice. So all that being said, my my score with Into the Breach went down to negative six. I acquired another game. You know, I acquired God Eater three, so it puts me back in negative five, which is not a negative twelve, but it is. I I still think negative five is a respectable score for halfway through the year. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 exactly. You've got plenty of time. I got plenty of time, and honestly, even if I only ever hit negative five for the remainder of the year, not a bad score. It's like I'm still mm-hmm. putting a little bit of a dent in there. Um, yeah, because I'm also like there are some releases this year that like I have my eye on Triangle yeah. Strategy. You know, like I I want to pick that up. I just want it at a good price. Dude, so I'm I'm waiting. But man, that one. There's, got, like, there's stuff coming out later really this year, it. like God of War Ragnarok and freaking mm-hmm. if the cluster like which, you know they're both on my roster for fantasy critics. So <laughs> I need them to hit and be monstrous. Um, <laughs> um, but like Callista protocol, like I'm probably, mm-hmm. I mean, those I'm probably going to, I don't know if it'll be day one, but I'm probably going to get into mm-hmm. those. Um, yeah. but yeah. yeah, but yeah, so yeah. I'm at, I'm at negative five. You're at negative 12. And speaking of the backlog beatdown, it's time folks. GG app is the official app of the backlog beatdown. Uh, it's an app. If you don't know what GG is, it's an app created by our friend, Charles Watson. It's basically a letterboxed app for your video game collection. Uh, when he, I, I was listening to some early episodes, um, and sort of as a little bit of a, but a, a self, um, I, I gave that project to myself. I just, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And maybe at some point in time, we'll talk about it. Um, but not tonight. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and it's like, I remember when Charles, and one of the things I said is when Charles first set out to do this, he wanted to create a uh, a Goodreads for your mm-hmm. video game collection. But Goodreads app is trash. So um, <laughs> he was like, oh, let's Goodreads. just better let's yeah and it's so it has a lot more in common with the letterboxd app um, which is for Mm -hmm. movies and stuff like that but it's a really cool app 
um, we, we both, we've known Charles for a number of years. We had uh, earlier in the year, we had him on the show to sort of talk about some of his successes. He's doing really well. We really encourage you guys to go out there and check the app out and support him. Uh, you know, he offers a, he offers a pay, like there's a base version that you can sort of have access to f- for free, but there's also a paid version that gives you early access to, to, newer builds and features and it gives you a little more insight and influence over sort of just the app in general um you know uh it's 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 a really great app you can do lots of cool things with it like the way that we basically use it here at the beatdown is that we keep custom lists sort of tracking all of our acquisitions tracking all the games that we've played and then you know you can you can do all sorts of cool stuff like you can rate and review games that you've played and beaten. You can sort of see what your friends are playing. There's, it's it's cool. We recommend it. And uh, like I said, we love Charles, and we really think that it's 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 a pretty pretty good little product. Speaking of other things that yeah. we hope you think are a good product, it's this podcast, right? Um, and so if you didn't know, this podcast we do have a Patreon now. What we would really appreciate is if you guys haven't rated or reviewed us, if you haven't haven't done the sharing and the carrying and all that stuff, go ahead, leave us a you know a, any star review on uh, your your podcatcher of choice. Obviously, we would like a five star, but you know we want to be realistic here. You know, uh, we would just really appreciate that. But if you if you've already done that, or you know you don't feel like doing that, but you do want to sort of go a little bit above and beyond, we do have a Patreon. Um, and for patrons, there's a patron exclusive podcast. It's called the Bro Hang. It's a little more free form. Uh, we kind of talk about whatever. Sometimes it's current theological nuttiness. Sometimes it's <laughs> I don't know. We we've talked about a bunch of stuff in in Bro Hangs. Like sometimes it's mm-hmm. kind of deep and sometimes it's just dumb and it's just yep we have a lot of fun it's it tend to be a lot more freeform it's a little more sort of behind like you know inside baseball kind of stuff like and we talk about like different stuff we you know we're thinking about with for the podcast it's whatever there's also a video feed that's available only to patrons and um and the early and uncut access to all these episodes. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, and we don't put a price tag on that. Like, you know, if you do want to sort of get involved with the Patreon, it's for as little as a buck a month, you can sort of have access to all that stuff. But like I said, we just sort of want you to think about it. As, well, I don't know if I've said it yet, but we want you to look at it as a bit of a tip jar. That's it. If you like what we do and you want to throw a couple bucks our way, that's a way for you to do it. And there are perks. So, Lastly, and uh, uh, last but not least, for sure, is uh, we are proud members of the Playwell Network, right? And uh, alongside Paul, uh, the artist currently known as the Techno Funk Boy Lytle, and Wesley, uh, oh man, Wesley, uh, hey, Wesley, Wesley, I love it. Oh, Wesley, Wesley, the Henson Dad, Wesley, the Henson Dad himself, Ray. Um, we love those guys. Uh, we love their podcast. We love sort of what they do. And we really, we, we like them and love them so much that we've partnered with them. And we sort of like, mm-hmm. we, we are glad to sort of be publicly affiliated with them. And we just want to encourage you guys to yeah. check out their stuff and to support them. Uh, with all of that being said, I think, you know, one of them might have something to say. Hey there, I'm Wes, and I run the Henshin Dad Podcast. If you don't know what that is, well, it's a one-man show where I talk about all the things that you need to know about the tokusatsu genre from Japan. 
If you've seen shows like Power Rangers and Ultraman, then you've seen Tokusatsu. And I just happen to think those types of shows are pretty cool. So come on over and take a listen as I discuss all the current and retro happenings in the genre. You can find it over at anchor.fm forward slash henshindad. I'll see you there, and don't forget, henshin a go-go, baby! And we're back. So, guys, uh, tonight we have another book club episode. Uh, I actually uh, I sent Josh me singing a, a sort of a riff on the Reading Rainbow jingle. Uh, mm-hmm. th- you know, Thankfully, none of you have been subjected to that audio torture. I, I reserve that exclusively for my co-host. I like to <laughs> just like harass him with things like that. But, uh, you know, it's an episode of the book club. And uh, we're actually going to be talking about Ori and the Blind Forest tonight. And uh, just like, let's take a couple minutes here. You know, obviously the listeners know me and Josh. And they may be familiar with some of our other guests. But let's take sort of like go around the table here. Um, Henshin Dad, let's start with you. Introduce yourself. Say hello. Uh, excuse me. I go by Mr. Wes on this podcast at this point. Uh, <laughs> as we discussed before you entered, Mr. Wes. But hi, I'm Listen, Wes. I'm the Henshin Dad himself. <laughs> himself. That's, that's yes, who Mr. you West, are. The Henshin Dad himself. Yes, I am that guy who has that podcast. And I bring an interesting perspective on this episode tonight. So, you know, you'll have to look mm-hmm. forward to my thoughts. All right. That's uh, it. People Paul, have heard me before. So. Go ahead. Say hello. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Mr. The Techno Funk Boy. And I have no current podcast at the moment, um, <laughs> except uh, as a player on Dyson Dreary, which is really weird but some of them them are coming back and um, uh this has made me resort to continuously asking josh would this be a good topic for a bite size because i don't have a podcast of my own anymore (laughs) so i need to mooch off (laughs) y'alls i have a wonderful (laughs) podcast you could do some episodes for paul like really like if you want to talk about some like tukasatsu shows so much ultraman this is already devolving this is already <laughs> falling apart. I love I, it. Like, I love it. What did you expect? <laughs> uh, no, I, I get you and Wes in the same podcast session, and it just goes to Hades in a handbasket. I, I, I love the chaos. But that was last. Dorian, wait, are we are we talking about Hades? I'm in the wrong, wrong book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was referencing. It's. I don't know what I'm doing here. It's, I'm establishing <laughs> my metaverse. Leave me alone. <laughs> um. All right, uh, Dorian. Uh, You've obviously been on a few episodes of the book club before, um, but you also you brought along a guest, and I'm I'm kind of like I'm into this man. So you know, you go ahead and introduce us to you, and then you go ahead and introduce us to your guest. Okay, my name is Dorian. It's fun, it's great to be back with you guys. Um, and enough about me. I'll just I have my wife here because she uh, played the game. Before I did, and um, oh, nice! And uh, she's she kind of held well done. against me yesterday, but um, she one hundred percented the original and the definitive Whoa. edition. I decided to go and play it on hard, and I'm stuck at ninety nine percent. So ah, uh, that's that's some beast <laughs> mode stats right there. Yes, so. um, but no, but she she got it. She one hundred percented it, and I'm struggling to do it. So you know. But anyway, here's my wife. Hi, guys. Um, my name's Hi. Dorian's <laughs> wife, mama of four, boy mom. Woo, woo. Yep. 
coffee lover, book lover, and here to love my husband. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and oh talk to my. my husband. Need to know you guys. <laughs> Like, listen, we we get it. We are not anybody's like ideal Saturday night, but I appreciate you making that sacrifice. Uh, gotta show love, right? <laughs> Commitment. That's, that's, that's some simplest date idea ever. service. All right, and last but not least, uh, we have a, a first time guest on on the breakdown. Why don't you go a set? Uh, yeah, Nate, talk pretty someday. So go ahead, introduce yourself, new guest. Yeah, hey, I'm Mark. Uh, I'm new here. Um, I am, I also have my own podcast actually. Uh, it's mm-hmm. brand, well, brand new air quotes. It started in mid May. Uh, it's called 11 and a half minutes to talk about video games, which is exactly as it sounds like. Um, it's a bi-weekly podcast. Uh, it's 11 and a half minutes long. We talk about video games. Um, and yeah, yeah so I, been listening to to backlog breakdown for a little while now i think i found y'all through uh reformed gamers when y'all were a guest on that podcast and nice i listen to this one more uh more regularly than than reformed gamers so congratulations so thanks for having me on that that makes you that makes you one of my favorite fans already (laughs) 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 the fact that you put up with all of our shenanigans multiple hours every oh my oh my um he not he he sort of stumbled into it and then (laughs) oh man all right well all of that being said when it again thank all of you for sort of jumping in here and let's just sort of get right after this uh we're going to sort of look at the back of the baseball card for this game uh we're again talking about ori and the blind forest and for the listeners we're going to sort of do what we normally do during a, like most of any of the introspective kind of looks whatever deep dives but uh this is what we're going to call back of the baseball card and then we're going to talk about a little bit of context and baggage and then after we get all of that cleared out we don't have a spoiler horn maybe josh and i'll make weird sounds into the mic and scare everybody off and uh let you know at that point in time that you know to whatever extent they exist the, the spoilers will be unleashed so Orient the Blind Forest is developed by Moon Studios, uh, published by Microsoft Studios. It's available on Windows, Xbox One. I'm assuming Series S and X also has like sort of backwards compatibility there. And Nintendo Switch. It was released for Windows and Xbox on March 11th, 2015, and Switch September 27th, 2019. As far as sort of a genre, if you had to pick one, uh, and man, this one is just chalk full of buzzwords. There's no souls like in this, but this is a single player puzzle platforming Metroidvania. Um, so, RPG elements. Well, all dark <laughs> fantasy elements, yes. No dark souls, though. No souls like going on here. Um, and it's, it's interesting. And I just sort of wanted to bring this up and I'll sort of kick off the context and baggage sort of thing here uh this was actually one of the games that i was looking forward to most on switch uh because you know as as it currently stands i'm i don't have a really great pc and i'm not in the xbox sort of uh ecosphere currently and so I, i this game looked really interesting i have a bit of a soft spot for the really stylish sort of looking games and so when this came out on switch i was really excited about this and in a lot of ways it actually kind of reminds me of hollow knight not from the sort of they both are very sort of technical games in in my opinion um but in two very different ways um but i 
I enjoy the Metroidvania genre as a general rule. And, and as it, it sort of, we, we talked about it a few episodes ago, Josh, platformers are like not really my thing, but it's what's kind of weird is that this game is so platforming heavy and I absolutely loved it. So uh, I don't know if it's the exception to the rule or if because it sort of touches on all sorts of other things that I really like, but I really enjoy this game. It was really, uh, uh, I had a really good time sort of going back to it and sort of fooling around with it again and refreshing myself, you know, on some of the story beats. I, I watched some of the, those ending sequences. We'll get to those, but those are chef kiss. Um, this, this game tons of critical acclaim. I didn't look up any Metacritic scores or anything like that, but I know that, uh, in a lot of circles, it was a lot of people's favorite game of the, the, of 2015, uh, when it first released, you know, and it was sort of like one of the big Xbox, like this, this exclusive, you know, and I'm not trying to throw too many, too much shade here to any Xbox fans here, but this exclusive kind of was like, you know, kind of a big deal and maybe even a little bit overinflated because of the total dearth of exclusives or really, you know, big games on that platform. But all that being said, uh, I think it's a fantastic game. Again, I played it on switch, had a great time with it. Uh, sort of, I do have to, uh, marvel at a little bit of the technical wizardry here, because from what I understand, it's a pretty taxing game as far as resources and the switch ran it up really well. So that being said, anybody else have any sort of like context or baggage? I, pro you know, Josh, you have any thoughts? So the one thing that you pointed out just with the back of the baseball card there is that there was a, a big uh, kind of delay between it was Windows exclusive or excuse me, Microsoft exclusive uh, to those consoles for quite a while before it came to switch. Um, and so this was one of the games that was like, yeah, you know, so somewhat like you. Um, I, I'm not too big on the, the Xbox kind of uh, ecosystem there. And so when there are games that are exclusive to that, um, you know, I just take note of them. You know, it's like, oh, if I ever go down that road, like that's that's one. So, so this one, similar to something like Cuphead, where it was like an indie darling that was um, – that was only for uh, Microsoft systems. Um, you know, it was, it was just pretty cool. I would say I was excited about it, except that I didn't really necessarily have anything to play it on. Since then, I've gotten a better PC, or at least better, you know, graphics card for my PC, so I can play it on PC, and that's actually how I did play it. I didn't play it on Switch here, um, but it was cool that it did get a Switch port that, um, I, yeah, I just think that's cool. Uh, even if that is one less exclusive, the fact that it, that it opens it up to uh, handheld play and, you know, just to a bigger audience... Um, fits really well and the same thing happened with Cuphead too um, but yeah I mean I I really enjoyed the game as well um, sh it's not you know you, you compare it to something like Hollow Knight and in some ways I agree it's you know a difficult uh, Metroidvania ish I, I want to talk more about that because I don't Metroidvania adjacent maybe R right because I I I'm not sure that it has as much uh, backtracking as something like a, a true kind of Metroid game. But regardless, I think it's a solid experience. Uh, it will uh, have you a little upset, I would say, unless you're really good at these types of games. Um, there were some parts. There was actually one part in particular I had to look up how to finish it, and it's because I didn't realize something in the what I thought was in the background was actually something that you could mess with. Uh, so I was like, you know, come on. I'm, I'm just dumb. Um, so th those puzzles that it talked about, the puzzle platforming of the Metroidvanias, 
uh, was the part that got to me a couple times. And of course, there are sections where you're dying a dozen or two times trying to get out. Um, but I did enjoy my time with it, um, and I'm stoked to talk about it more. Cool. Angelica, I would kind of like, since you are a relative newcomer and you, you know, you are making this sacrifice. I would love to sort of hear your, your take on this, especially since you not only hundred percented it once, but you hundred percented it twice. Um, yes. you know, I, I don't know that anybody in this chat except for you did that. Um, I was, I was doubling back for a completion run and I was like, uh, ain't nobody got time for that. But I would like, you know, sort of like, tell, tell me a little bit about your experiences with this. Like, you know, share some of your context, your baggage, and just, you know, general impressions of the game. Okay. So the first time I played it, we had a newborn. So I was trying to find something uh, because it was midnight time. And so we had a newborn. Yeah. Um, the first time it was hard for me because I didn't play too many video games. Um, so Dorian had to do a lot of my hard work such as the tree in the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I died multiple times there. Um, but overall, let's see. I really liked the game. I liked how it kind of told you what to do. Um, I played Hollow Knight 2. I think I like Ori more um, just okay. because Ori had more of a set path versus Hollow mm -hmm. Knight was like, you just go wherever. And at, like right now, I'm went back to Hollow Knight and I don't know where I'm at anymore. I've been lost for hours. <laughs> I don't know what's yep. next. Um, versus Ori, I think had more of a set path and told you where to go and build up your skills, which was helpful. Um, but yeah, I 100%ed it the first time with some help, the second time by okay. myself. And I was very proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I had to prove it to my husband that I could do it. My wife, my wife, no, Dude, at this point in time, Dorian, she has way more gamer cred than you, bro. <laughs> it's you know she. Yeah. I'm working on time three now too. I before the podcast, I was. Trying to she wasn't. She wasn't trying to prove that to me. She just has OCD. Oh uh, yeah, that too. So, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. he's at 99 i have to make it all the way <laughs> right now i do right now i have to beat him again make sure i keep my title yeah um, that's awesome yeah i was gonna say dorian go ahead and and sort of like why don't since we we've got your better half and we've got some of her her, her, her contextual shading here i'd love to hear so, some of your thoughts and impressions um, yeah, so just to piggyback off my wife here, uh, yeah, we had a newborn at the time. She bought me an Xbox One as a Father's Day gift. Um, yeah, some years back. Yeah, that's how we got it. Oh. And um, nice. Ori was one of the games that came with it. And at the time, mm. you know, I, I didn't know what Ori was. But anyway, uh, you know, I would come home from work and she's playing this game. And I'm just like... Oh, this looks nice. What is this? You know, like, oh, it looks like, a, you know, I look it up. It's a Metroidvania. Oh, okay. Um, all right. This should be fun to watch because my wife's not a gamer, you know, or, you know, not as, wasn't a gamer, I'll say. She mm -hmm. games a little more now. But, um, yeah, so uh, it looked very, it looked very cool to play. Um, graphics are great. Yes, graphics are very pretty, very mm -hmm. nice. And uh, music is awesome. Um, yeah, and the music was awesome, which, yes. you know, mm. I'm sure if any of you guys who are married, anytime your wife loves anything that you love, 
that falls into the nerd category, you're like, oh, I love you more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so she got into the game. She got into the, the solid track and everything. And then, um, and then she wound up beating the game and 100%ing it. I was, I was kind of impressed. Um, and then eventually, you know, I wound up playing the game and, um, you know, it, it's standard, not standard because it is a really good, uh, Metroidvania platformer. And, uh, you know, I knew I'd play it one day. So I played it way after she did, but, uh, and then she went on to play the sequel and did you 100% the sequel? I did 100%. Whoa. Nice. <laughs> That's good because well, one of the questions I have it. for y'all tonight I, I, is who's played the sequel and is I don't need to say any more about playing. that. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. she just took took the thunder out of mine, so you know, she can have it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Mark. Now, contrary to the entire premise of your podcast, and <laughs> I mean, you've been listening for a while, so you know that we're really good at being bad at brevity um, versus your eleven and a half minutes of sort of like, sure. you know, solid little delivery there. But I would be interested just sort of like uh, when we threw this out in the book club, you're, you know, you asked to sort of jump in and I was like, yeah, the more the merrier. So like, why don't you sort of like fill us in on a little bit of your sort of context baggage and experience with Ori? Yeah. 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 So to just start all off, start it all off. I love this game, which is why I was like really excited to jump in mm-hmm. on this one and how I got to it. Nate, kind of similar to you, um, I played on Switch first. I've always really just had Nintendo consoles. So that's really really where I got my start and just wasn't paying attention to Xbox or PlayStation. So it showed up in like the end of the one of the indie directs a while back and like it was the last one. Like, hey, this looks pretty great. Everyone seems to be freaking out about it. Like that, okay, that's a good sign. I'll check it out. Like I had no idea it existed. Hmm. So played it, had a great time. Um I didn't actually 100% at that time, but I loved it enough that it kind of got me thinking of like, I kind of want to get to the sequel. Um, and so then in 2020, COVID was COVIDing and had a lot more time in my hands and ended up getting an Xbox One uh, and getting Game Pass and playing the sequel that way too. And so it was funny coming back to, to Blind Forest because I feel like the sequel improved on just about everything that Blind Forest did. Oh. Um, but it was nice to come back and play it again i played through it in preparation for this and then went back to my old save file and 100 to that one which apparently all i had was like 20 minutes left to do that so i don't know why i'd waited that long um, mm. so we have 200 percenters in here okay now i'm yeah, really feeling not, like diminished <laughs> i did not 100 will the wisps though so i'll give her that okay but yeah that's kind of how that's context for me for the game okay wes nice Wes, what, what do you got for us, buddy? You said you had some interesting takes. So, uh, you know, hopefully they're not I mean, too, like, spicy or anything here, bud. But. <laughs> Is this the bag- baggage section? Because I have so much baggage, I'm going to need, like, a luggage cart at this point. So, <laughs> um, man, where do I even start? Okay, so number one thing for me is that no matter how hard I try, I just do not enjoy Metroidvanias, like, period. Metroidvanias are, like, my kryptonite. It's that and, like roguelike type games i just cannot get into them i can't really enjoy them good good games you you are allergic (laughs) to good games is what you're saying i'm gonna say no uh (laughs) i tried to enjoy oh you did enjoy dread though right 
I enjoyed that to a point, but it was still super okay. frustrating. Um, okay. cool. I tried cool. to get into Dead Cells. I tried to get into Hollow Knight. And I just cannot. Like, mm. there's some kind of mental block, and I can totally realize it's me. It's it's not like you know it's a badly designed game or anything like that. It's totally me. But because of that, yeah. it just completely colors my experience to the point where it's just like I feel like I'm just, I guess, fighting with myself in so many different ways. Uh, just. Uh, it's it's a very fixed mindset. I get it. It's not a growth mindset. It's a very fixed mindset to use the teacher lingo. <laughs> but it is super frustrating for me, honestly, to try to play games like this. And instead of 100%ing it, though, I decided, okay, I'm going to go a completely different tactic, and I'm going to like speed run through this as quickly as I possibly can, kind of like how I do most JRPGs. And so I beat the game in about five and a half hours total, I think, according to the game wow. clock, with about 284 mm. deaths. And I consider that to be a pretty decent victory. I only got like four of the yeah. like spirit orbs and like six of the health orbs. So I was pretty much like dying. <laughs> it felt like all the time. Uh, but I don't know. I I cannot say that I am going to ever revisit this game. And I definitely do did take it off my wish list on the Switch because I played it on the Xbox and I felt like, okay, the Xbox is the best platform for this. It, visually, it looks great. Like the audio was fantastic. The music and everything all those sequences that Paul is obviously going to be mentioning later on that he talked about previously in the Discord, they were great sequences that made me want to throw my controller through the window. So that's, <laughs> that's the kind of baggage I bring to this game. Okay. And, you know, certainly, certainly not the least, but uh, you are the last in sort of this like, sort of context and baggage dump. Paul, what, what, what are some <laughs> of your impressions, thoughts, and, and experiences just sort of, off, you know, sort of, you know, your initial sort of run at Ori here. I, you know, and, and, and y'all know I am not a modern gamer. N yes. Uh, Wes yes. has been dragging me kicking and screaming into the <laughs> 21st century. And so I retaliated by like shaming him into playing this game. I and, will say that um, is the only reason why I kept with it is because Paul kept sending <laughs> messages tagging me on the Discord saying, have you played this yet? Come on. Oh, if you spent you know, two hours doing this instead of, you know, I don't know, playing a although, different game, you'd be done although, by now. Although, yeah, although now I do wish that he'd been playing Bravely Default too because I'm <laughs> dying to talk to somebody about this game. And it feels weird being the first person to play a game. <laughs> I did What's say that? at one point in time, Paul, the fact that you're playing two modern games in in oh, really? like immediate, like immediately, like sort of within the same sort of like uh, temporal, you know, confines is like I'm pretty sure we are on the end, like at the end times. Like this is sort of like the first seal or the first <laughs> horn being blown in the Book of Revelation. <laughs> right. So, anyways, I just well, wanted to get that in there. I'm, get that in there. I'm post mill, so I guess this is going in the right direction. But, <laughs> um, uh. So I, I, I saw this game on speed runs, probably like GDQ or something, and I thought it looked beautiful. And I do mm -hmm. like platformers, um, especially platformers with a little bit of bite. I'm not that good at them, but I really like them. And they do weird things. Like they relax me instead of infuriate me, which is weird. I understand. Mm. But I was watching a friend uh, play it on, twi uh, on, on Twitch and um, – I had seen this segment before, but it's the end of the tree segment and just watching him playing it and watching like listening how, how, how the music just fits in so perfectly and swells. And uh, it's, it's just the most perfect segment of a video game ever. 
Uh, and I, I was just transfixed the entire time that he kept just dying and dying and dying and dying. It was great. Uh, <laughs> um, I forgot super entertaining. Was, yeah. It was right before we were talking about book club titles and somebody brought up Ori and I was like, man, like, I, you know, I wish that was cheaper. I'd really like to play that. And I looked on, 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 um, steam and it was like $4. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm playing this game. And, um, and then, uh, and then I think right after that we started talking about um, book club, and I started threatening people. Blackmail, <laughs> get this on there. It's true, <laughs> so true. <laughs> so I, you, you know, and everybody sort of made mention of this too. But let's talk a little bit about like the art here. Um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the art and the music uh, because these are two of the standouts and and two of the most sort of I think initially like when first first blush like first sort of pass at the game like these two things are the, the things that stand out. Um, and just real brief aside for you guys, uh, the the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences has a podcast. Uh, I think it's called The Game Maker's Notebook. Uh, Micah Hendrick turned me on to it a while ago. And there's an episode that uh, oh, Austin Wintry, who he's a composer. He's one, he's one of the – he hosts it sometimes, usually when it's sort of like a, a music-related guest. Um, but he had Gareth Coker, I think. I think it's Gareth Coker who was the the music like the sound design guy for this who wrote all the music and stuff. That's a really interesting conversation if you like you guys sort of want to dig into that just sort of throw that out there and say hey, check out that episode. Uh I enjoy a lot of the the game developer or game makers notebook episodes for the most part, but that one's actually, you know, pretty solid too. And it's sort of it's it's on point but let's start with like this sort of the art like because and again i played it mostly on switch and i think that's the one sort of gig that i would sort of say to playing it on switch is like i saw it was pretty but i didn't like i think because i primarily play my switch in portable like and sort of handheld mode um I don't like for me, I was like, oh, this is pretty, but it wasn't sort of like the jaw dropping. And it wasn't until I sort of like actually watched like some let's play videos or stuff like that, where I saw like how clean the visuals are on a big screen. Um, you know, my wife and I recently sort of picked up a, a secondhand 4K TV and streaming some of that video in 4K. I was like, holy smokes. Kind of makes me wish I had an Xbox Series S or X to, to play this game or even Xbox One uh, because it's like the visual assets on this game are really, really impressive. Um, so, you know, what like, do you guys have any sort of like thoughts or commentary specifically surrounding the art? Paul, you did mention that it is sort of very a dark fantasy themed and that's that's very apparent in the the visual aesthetic. I mean, it's sort of like the, the, the premise of the, like, the, like, I don't know, a, a lot of the, the, the background and level design is sort of, you know, reflects that, like, almost like a dark fantasy sort of color palette. Lots of, lots of really sharp blacks. And there's, you know, sort of muted phosphorescence, but there's, like, lots of purples and greens and every, you know. Any, any sort of thoughts or commentary there from you guys? I'll, I'll just say, like, uh, I mean, one of the main themes of, of the game, of course, is without going into spoilers, there's a reason that the forest is dark. And mm -hmm. there's a reason that Ori is light. And that's, that kind of plays out in that 
you know, that that feel of this little being of light in this very, very dark and haunting place is is actually part of the story, which is why I like it even more. It it's the the, the style actually helps tell tell this tale. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it works so well. Uh, first of all, it makes it makes Oreo easier to see, <laughs> which I always like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, uh, it's yeah, the whole uh, it, uh, the whole uh, all the sections just look just great. And um, I, I absolutely love the way that it looks. I, I enjoyed like every part of it. I will say, though, picking back off of what you just said, like it's, it's nice that you can actually see Ori so clearly. But oh, my goodness, this is like one of the first games I've had to turn the brightness up completely on my TV because I couldn't see <laughs> a dang thing like most of the oh, entire wow. game. It's just like and, you know, I'm playing it mostly during the daytime and the sun shining and it's been, you know, 100 degrees here. So it's really bright out. But that being said, it, is, it was like impossible for me to see like anything happening in the background. Like they took that dark fantasy, but really took it like really dark. So that that did. <laughs> cause some issues for me, I will say. But other than that, like the art itself is just absolutely gorgeous and just feels like a moving painting most of the time. Yeah. It also makes the villain uh look all the more cool. Because mm-hmm. his uh his form kind of kind of matches the background, but not all of them. Yeah, her this her is... form. Her form, yes. Oh, that is a her. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I misgendered the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but obviously <laughs> we all know because we played the game that it does factor in the best, um, the bad person. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this is more on like the the feel of it overall, and I feel like that. So art in general, I think will reflect like creation, fall, redemption, arc of all everything. Um, but it's easy. I think it's easy nowadays to not easy, but easier to make like quality art that reflects the fall and brokenness of, um, of current life, especially of like, mm-hmm. that's a very postmodern feel to it. And I think it's a, a mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to make like, quality art that reflects more of the beauty and the goodness of the, the initial creation, uh, especially without it feeling like cheesy or cheap or trite. Um, and there are definitely, I feel like there are definitely sections of this game Clearly not all of it, because a lot of that's very dark and foreboding. Uh, but I think the, I feel like the game overall does a really good job at reflecting goodness, and there's just there's just a okay. lot of like Eden sensibility to this game, hmm. um, which I think also it makes to me it makes the the enemy design and kind of like the grotesqueness of just like the pink blobs like all the more offensive, hmm. like in a good way of like I'd want to get rid of these things in, in this beautiful world. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I just I think the art does a good job of kind of conveying that deep goodness of of creation. Hmm. That's an interesting hmm. thought because this is this is in the plot a very very recently fallen place, mm-hmm. and so that yeah that's an interesting thought. So yeah, that is a sort of an interesting sort of observation where it's like, yes, there's, and, and because of the recency of the fall, yeah, that does sort of provide, you know, an interesting contrast, you know, but I, I think too, you know, sort of playing with that theme a little bit too, when looking at it aesthetically, um, so, you know, and again, sort of avoiding like the spoilery stuff, like all we know and all Ori knows in a lot of ways, like it opens up, you know, and again, this is sort of, we're just talking like the opening beats again, not getting it too spoilery here, but like that opening beats, like 
it's a storm that blows the the leaf off the tree and it opens up in a storm and then it's sort of like that opening sequence where it's like this is really like all Ori knows of this world in a lot of ways is sort of the fallenness, the brokenness of mm-hmm. this this garden, um, you know, the, of the of the of the forest. But Dorian, Angelica, like any thoughts, sort of like on on sort of like the visuals and the aesthetics. Yeah, aesthetics were aesthetics are great. Um, I like the whole. 2D. It's not really two and a half D. It's just very stylized and it kind of gives off kind of a 3D-ish effect, if that makes sense. Um but uh yeah, like the yeah, the the color palette is fantastic. Like, you know, you you never really get bored of the visual aesthetic as you're going through it. Um it's always even, you know, like uh, so you go from one forest location to like an ice location to a, and it's always something visually striking. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just has this element of, uh, I guess, bliss, if you will, like a very pretty, you know, bliss. And it, it works well with the soundtrack and everything. Um, uh, and then with the whole, uh, you know, with the, with the, when you bring in light, you know, and especially like when you, uh, you know, you gain a new power, uh, you know, you have that nice blue, shiny, uh, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Illuminescent. Illuminescence. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, yeah, there you go. And then, um, just the way that, that Ori kind of con- contrasts with everything else yeah, is, is, is fantastic. Well, let's talk a little bit 